there's abundance of life all around you. You can feel the life within you also. You're focusing on abundance. It's in the law of attraction or nature. It's, as you give, it must come back to you in another form. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase. It's real cash that never expires or loses value. Apply for Apple Card in the Wallet app on iPhone. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Daily cash is available via Apple Cash Card. Issued by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, or as a statement credit. Terms and more at AppleCard.com. Nothing beats attending a live event. SeatGeek's site is easy to navigate, so you're able to select the best seats to see your favorite artists with confidence. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app on the Apple App Store. There are more than 70,000 events on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports, festivals, and more. Plus, your tickets are backed by a buyer guarantee. Download the SeatGeek app and use code GREATNESS20 to get $20 off your first purchase. Offer applies to new customers only. Purchase must be over $50. The promo code is single use and valid through September 30th, 2024. Get tickets on SeatGeek now. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com greatness. That's netsuite.com greatness. Any T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash G-R-E-A-T-N-E-S-S. Welcome to this special masterclass. We brought some of the top experts in the world to help you unlock the power of your life through this specific theme today. It's going to be powerful. So let's go ahead and dive in. I would love to hear your thoughts on your definition of the law of attraction, but also maybe the three habits that you see people doing the most that hurt them from attracting effortlessly using the law of attraction. Right. Well, the main uh, mistake perhaps that people make is uh, not coming from a place of fullness, but coming from a place of neediness. And, uh, and putting too much attention on on what is the, the undesirable conditions that they want to get rid of, but but, but mentally co almost continuously focusing on the undesirable condition, like not enough money, for example, which is the problem for many people. Uh, so, so let's use let's use money for example. Then the law of attraction with money. How could we attract more wealth or financial abundance in our life using the law of attraction? Yeah. Well, first of all is the acknowledgement of abundance that is already here and now. And not, and not focusing on the lack of abundance that is here and now, which you could find by thinking about it, but to actually focus on where is the abundance that I can find here and now? And that is all around you. It is in nature. 
when you look at the the abundance of nature, the abundant, the multiplicity of life forms, the the wonder of nature, uh, the abundance of even even or let's say you're in a city, uh, you can look at uh, appreciate all the things that you see that around you. You don't need to necessarily own it or buy it; just appreciate right. it. And so this first the appreciation of the goodness of life that is always all around you. Even if you have no money, there's still the goodness of life is all around you. You see it all around you. The sunshine, I mean, the sun is the ultimate symbol of abundance because it gives energy of itself almost eternal. I mean, eventually the sun will die, but as far as we are concerned, it's virtually eternal. It it pours out energy continuously, and this uh, at some point we will realize that even on the level of energy, the universe is infinitely abundant. So we we will no longer need things that we're using now, fossil fuels, and those things. We have access to other forms of energy that are more helpful. <laughs> But right. the abundance, the abundance is all around you. Let's say you walk, you're past in the city. You're walking past a flower shop, and you look at wow, such beauty, appreciation. Even to seeing a beautiful man or woman, or nice, or uh, or even a beautiful car. Oh, I love that. Not why don't I have that car? Why does he have that car? It's all egoic, much narratives that make you unhappy. To appreciate no nature, of course, is very powerful, and then you to appreciate the aliveness in your body that you're breathing, and you can actually feel that the the your body. Many people can't feel that. I call it the inner body awareness. The... You feel that your that every cell of your body is pervaded with a sense of aliveness, energy, and you can feel that. That is abundance. So there's abundance of life. All around you, there's a there's you can feel the life within you also, and so we could. Some people call that gratitude. I call it more gra- appreciation, the appreciation of the abundance of life that is always around you. That's a wonderful starting point. Okay. Uh, so you're not focusing on lack, you're focusing on abundance. And even even when you don't have any, if you feel like yes, you don't you have don't, anything, you can it, find abundance around you. Yes, always acknowledge it, the good yes. things of life. Acknowledge, but even the seemingly insignificant things, like uh, when I look out of the window, I sometimes there's trees out here. I, right now, I can look out. This I can see there's a slight breeze, and the branches are swaying slightly in the wind. It's beautiful. And there's the tree in all its majesty and stillness. It's been there for a hundred years, and that's wonderful. I don't need to own that tree. I mean, owning in that sense is ultimately a bit meaningless anyway. Yes, I own this house where I'm right now, but at some point I'll I'll be gone. And so, what does it mean? The, the house with somebody else will own the house. <laughs> Only right. the secondary. I'm not saying to let go of ownership. Sometimes gifts can give stability to your life on a practical level, but there's something more important. So uh, this appreciation, or if you want to call it gratitude, some people recommend. Um, I think Oprah said that she has had for many many years a, a notebook or journal where she puts writes down every day things that she's grateful for. And um, these are and, uh, these are usually seemingly insignificant things, but, but it's important not to overlook that. And I don't think she's writing down, uh, "I'm grateful that I have a private jet," or "I'm grateful that I have a two point five billion dollars in the bank." <laughs> That's right. She she writes down the, the small things that I'm every grateful day for I, my garden. I'm grateful I get to plant a flower today. Yeah. I'm grateful that I get to go on a walk with my friends. I'm grateful that I woke up yes, today. Yes, yes. The next thing is uh, the second thing you could say is uh, giving to give of to give energy to 
other people. Uh, appreciation itself is already a form of certain outflow of energy. When you appreciate this tree, beauty, there's an energy connection with the tree. There's a, the consciousness connects you with the tree. Uh, and uh, kindness is part of giving. Uh, kindness to another person, not to, because you want anything from that person, but, but because it feels so good to have this uh, sense of, we could call it goodwill that flows out of you towards another person. Even if you just hold the door open for somebody, or it's a remark, or that's a love, what's the lovely, I love your dress, or whatever you say, if it's genuine, uh, or uh, to say an encouraging word to somebody, um, or to whatever it may be, a smile, to, a smile at somebody, it's a, it's a, even that is a form of giving, this, this connection with another uh, kindness is a very powerful thing so you are giving you're not ex you're not it, the more you give that in it, it it's in the law of attraction or nature is as you give it must come back to you in another form um but it doesn't work if you give out of an obligation that you feel you should be giving or it needs to be a genuine sense of wanting to give and feeling how, how good it feels to give, not because mentally you 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 feel you always need to you always need to help people because otherwise uh, you you do, you don't don't think of yourself as a good person or something that's all mind stuff, but to experience how how, how good it feels to be to give. So we we have on the one hand. Appreciation, gratitude, and appreciation are kind of same thing. Then giving every day of uh, in whatever form, uh, and the next thing is that's obviously Jesus already in in one sentence one could say uh, told us the the essence of uh, manifesting and how it works, and he said. Uh, whenever you uh, pray for something that you want, uh, believe that you already have it and it will be given to you. Yes. There's the key. Now, the important thing is he did not say believe that you will have it. He said believe that you already have it. Now, this may not be immediately clear to people. How, how do I do that? Uh, how do I believe that I already have it when I know that I don't have it? <laughs> right, right, right. How do you get that belief of having it before yeah. knowing, feeling, tasting, smelling the thing that you want? Yes. So you feel uh, the thing. It is already a mental reality in your mind. How do you feel now that you have it in your mind, how do you, how do, how does it feel? And this feeling is really where the power of manifestation lies. But what is that feeling? Because that feeling of having it already and feeling this deep sense of satisfaction is really uh, connecting with a the deeper power within yourself, which is the power where all all sense of aliveness originates there. It's a deeper sense of aliveness that comes from consciousness itself. So right. you, 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 now you might believe it might differ from person to person. One person might think, okay, what I want is a a big house with a or on the, overlooking the ocean or whatever, and then you you feel yourself you're you're already there, uh, experiencing that. Another person might think, well, what I want is uh, to have uh, this great a, a company that does good things in this world, and it's and, and uh, I'm at the end. How does that feel? But you might find that the feeling is actually basically always the same, whether your mind says, but it's uh, a house overlooking the ocean, you know why? Or the other person says, 
well, this is a, the company that I'm well ahead of that's doing great things in this world. The feeling is basically the same feeling. It, and the feeling is a feeling of fullness of life. Yes. Of completeness. <laughs> that is power. So when you feel this feeling of fullness and then you associate it with a mental image, that, that is the power of manifestation there. But the feeling itself is beyond the mental image and is beyond whatever form you are able to manifest in this world because that is the feeling of the inherent sense of aliveness that comes when you go deeper into yourself and experience the, the presence that you are. And this to, to know yourself as the presence is inherently joyful and powerful. To know yourself as so, and that is, you manifest from a place of fullness, not from a place of lack. Right. The fullness is already there. And that also means if for some reason it doesn't manifest, because not everybody's desires manifest, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's still happening. L.A., for example, uh, if you go to any any good restaurant in L.A., it's more than likely that the waiter or waitress will be actors waiting for for their big breakthrough. Yes. <laughs> and then yep. it's just not possible for so many people to have the big breakthrough in L.A. as actors. <laughs> Some may do, a few may do, but most probably won't. But they right. have made, they probably have other breakthroughs that perhaps are much more important than what their ego tells them is important. And to add to that, I love this what you're sharing here because I want people to really feel this and understand this and embrace it. Because when we try to manifest from lack, it's going to be this needy energy, which was your first point that kind of kills the the dream of the law of attraction. And when we manifest from a place of fullness, like you spoke of, like feeling a feeling of fullness, wholeness, excitement, abundance, joy inside of us. And if it doesn't happen, if that dream doesn't come to us in the next year or five or 10 years, then we've lived a full, rich life every moment till that moment. Like we've, we've lived a full year of feeling excited and passionate and good about ourselves. And that energy is magnetic. You will draw in great people, partners, relationships, opportunities that maybe you couldn't have dreamed of because the energy you you gave into the world like you talked about. And I think that's the, the big point for me is the dream and the idea that you have, maybe your ego wants, maybe you won't have it. But man, you'll live a great, beautiful, rich life in the process of pursuing it. Very good point. So in other words, the journey is what matters the, the, arri the arriving at some destination is the end point, but it's secondary. It's a journey. Yes. It's always the journey. It's always now. That's what matters. And so sometimes what you wanted to manifest uh, does not happen, but something else manifests that could be even better. In fact, in many even cases, better. it's much better than what it, you have that yeah. envisaged. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I was I always wanted to be a professional athlete. And I played professional football for about a year and a half before I got injured. In the injury, I broke my wrist and I was wearing a cast and I had a surgery and I had a cast on for six months. And it took about a year and a half for me to use my, my wrists again from the injury. And during that time, I was in a state of extreme sadness and a loss and a grief of this identity that I once had and this dream that I once had that I was working so hard for my whole life to manifest, to create. And then all of a sudden, this injury broke the the my abilities to do that. And I remember thinking, what am I going to do with my life? Like, what's the point? 23, 24 years old, I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? And it led me to this journey that I'm on now uh, of doing this interview series and podcast for the last 10 years that I'd much rather have this life than the life of a professional athlete now. Like, and sometimes, like you said, going back to the beginning of this, if we can accept and surrender in the positive way to see what good can come, it may be challenging in the moment, but it's been a blessing since then. Yes, that's a lovely story. That's uh, that's how it actually works. And another uh, thing to mention is 
let's say you do let's do let's say you do manifest what it is you wanted to manifest um uh, when you come from this place of fullness you do not have yes you have an appreciation of what you have achieved but you don't have an excessive attachment to what you have achieved One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And actually, I was thinking about something I wanted to share. I get a lot of questions from you about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there who are often on the go, like I am. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making some extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start, and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Many people host on Airbnb, including some friends of mine who have raved to me about their experience. But there are some people out there who've never imagined their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you've got yourself an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever notice how your relationship with your wireless carrier can have the same yada yada as a bad romantic relationship? Like you're treated special at the beginning with exciting gifts and offers, but then ignored and overlooked later on. Or your partner gets a wandering eye, like how some wireless carriers start focusing their attention on newer customers. Well, if this sounds like your wireless carrier, it might be time to put an end to the yada yada. Now at Metro, existing customers get that new customer feeling again and again. Introducing Metro Flex, more than just free 5G phones when you join, get the same great deals as new customers on select devices like Samsung, Motorola, and Rebel when you stay 12 months and trade in a phone. It's the first of many initiatives Metro is making to ensure all of the customers feel valued. That's not a yada yada. Stop by your neighborhood Metro store, bring your number and ID, and sign up for an eligible Metro Flex plan. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, so it, let's say you are, you are able to manifest that you have a, a, a house overlooking the ocean and you manifest it, there you have it. And one day uh, you get you, when you get home, you find your house is fallen into the ocean it's gone <laughs> right right uh, so the, the whole thing that you worked so hard for to achieve is suddenly gone but this place of fullness that, that enabled you to, to to manifest that is still there it's beyond outer forms yeah and you feel full in life. Maybe there's a moment of sadness during that, but if you're not attached to the physical things you've manifested, um, I'm sure if I lost my home, I feel like it's a sanctuary. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, peaceful space, but I've lived in two bedroom apartments for most of my life. And I felt like those were peaceful places for me. And it's not like, I'm sure I'd be sad for a minute, but then I could also create the sense of fullness in the next space. Exactly. And I have this, like, see, um, I, um, for a long time, uh, until, until my 32nd year, I, my main form of transportation was, except other than public transport, was a bicycle. That's beautiful. Uh, so I got my driver's license when I was 30, <laughs> in my first car when I was 32, and that was a very what city. Old, were you in what what country or city? London, London and Cambridge. I lived uh, at that time, uh, and the I loved my bicycle. I just wonder. I I appreciated it. I loved sometimes I was 
I just looked at it, it was standing there, and I had a, and then somebody gave me, I was poor at the time, somebody gave me an older car, and I loved that, and and then I was able to, I got a little bit of money, I was able to buy the cheapest car I could find, it was called Lada, it's a Russian make. Uh, it, uh, they still make them, but they're a bit better now than they used to be, and people would laugh at these cars because they were notorious for breaking down, but it was very, very cheap, and I bought this, and it never broke down, I loved that car, it never broke down, it, it, I must admit, very embarrassing on hills, because you couldn't, <laughs> you were holding everybody up. You had up. to get out and push it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved that car. And um, the and then I I eventually left England and I sold it. A friend of mine was interested. I sold it to him. And two or three weeks after he bought it, it broke down and, and couldn't get repaired anymore. It was incredible. It's almost as if it's because I, I have this kind of relationship, even with so-called inanimate objects. They, I think that even there, there is, a, there is a glimmer of consciousness in everything. Really? How you hypnotize yourself for success, what that was like, and uh, I guess just that process. It, it, look, I think, I think the vision at a young age wasn't I wouldn't call it as much it was it was the early development of manifestation mm -hmm. right and and it was drawing I have a self-portrait of myself from when I'm 14 years old where it's me I this is no joke it is me in a <laughs> matching hat and shoes like like with a skateboard on the side all of these like this art easel and then just stacks and stacks of money Really? Right? And you I was, drew this? I hand drew it, right? And it's like the most fascinating aspect is it's this bizarre matching hat to shoes combo, you know? And, and to me, like I always like could feel intuitively the law of attraction, right? Really? And so even when I look at like I needed, I, I was lost at 25 years old when I was like searching for some sort of way to... I was like a fix to help like redirect me and get me uh, re-motivated and refocused. And that's why I was looking for a hypnotist, right? Mm. And then I found a hypnotist who was at the Scripps La Jolla hospital and like, and so to me, I'm like, okay, this is a, this is like a clinical psychologist hypnotist. This is real, right? right? And so when I got in <laughs> Not there- Not some stage performer. Yeah, yeah, and so to me, it was like, like when I got in there, I was like looking for like, you know, give me, make me focused on skateboarding so I can win contests, like, you know, whatever my vision was. And he immediately did this test and said, you don't believe you were meant to be successful at your subconscious level. And so that's only what he discovered after doing yeah, he some did tests, these, like, yeah. tests. And then the initial hypnotis, hypnosis was just reinforcing at the subconscious level that I was meant to be successful, right? That I believed that, right? How do you believe? How do you learn to believe that if you hadn't believed it until then? And look, I I would say that I I had I I grew it and built it at an early age and was starting to lose it. Okay, and so then you got it, helped. which made you a professional at sixteen right. and kind of go to the next level. But then somewhere you lost it. Right, he reinforced it, and then boom, you know. And most recently, I went uh, to his house, you know, like a year ago. Really. Yeah, I went to his house. He's like this hypnotist now, his lifelong friend. You know what I mean? I found him in the yellow pages. It was pre-internet. The great Dr. George Pratt. And so, you know, I will, you know, I've sent friends there. I go see him all the time. You know, on my five-year anniversary, he presided over the five-year anniversary wow. of our uh, when we renewed our vows. Um, but I'm like, hey, can you just give me a check real quick? Uh, I just want to verify that I'm going to be a billionaire. He's like, come on in here. He's like, come on, stop it. You know that's going to happen. Wow. Like him, like his like psychological power. He's like, stop it. And it's just like, you're right, Dr. George. Uh, but look, I think even, you know, we were both in, in Think and Grow Rich that I um, – had, we had shot before we did the initial interview together, too. Uh, he was in the movie? No, no, you. Me and you. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Right? And and it was, even back then, like, now I'm evolving and, and getting more mm. intuitive of things yes. being attracted to me. But it wasn't till 2018, 
I was in a bit of a, a, you know, like a bit of a pit of chaos, right? Because here's these great plans that I have built that were unfolding. 2016, it was all coming alive, right? Our interview was at peak youthful energy of like, mm -hmm. the world is mine. I just moved to Beverly Hills. I'm having my first child. Got my new office in Beverly Hills. Like my forever estates just launched the machine that month, right? Remember, all man. of these things. Like I'm going to build and sell all these companies. Still had never done it. Just the vision, the hope, everything the energy of what was going to become. And, and so, um, but I, in 2018, like things got sideways, right? The energy got sideways. How so? Was this the NBC uh, show that didn't work no, out? No, this was this? them talking about like ridiculousness going mm. away, right? Really? And I had built Super Jacket for it to be acquired and it was just like, wow, it's like this entire thing that I've got like built up and this is the first company I'm building to sell is going to kind of drift away here. And my wife suggested like, why don't we just watch The Secret? Wow. And so I'm like, you know, like what, you know, and I kind of remember The Secret, you know, I sort of like remember The Secret and then I mean, the first 15 minutes, it just shifted my being. Really? It shifted my being in a way of thinking of like, like, stop it. Like, look at who you are, what you've done, and look at like, like the good that has constantly like found its way to you. Don't lose sight of that. Like, and mm. I began to practice belief. And literally like a, a month later, my, my internal medicine specialist is talking about meditation. And I'm like, I have to meditate. And she's like, oh, I, in my office, we have this new company that has these meditation pods, the Soma Dome, right? And I'm like, can I try it out? And inside this Soma Dome, it's a guided meditation about manifestation. Really? And so what I started doing in 2018 is I was like, I'm not going to like hope for the law of attraction. I'm going to begin to practice it. So I would go to sleep every night watching The Secret. So it was the last thing I went to bed. And then when I would get up in the morning, I would get in my dome, right? And I would just like think of all the things I wanted to happen, right? And so instead of thinking in 2018 when they were talking about ending ridiculousness and I was in season 12, I wasn't, I wasn't, I decided I wasn't going to manifest uh, season 13, I was going, I kept manifesting, walking on the stage, introducing season 30. Right? Holy cow. So, so you weren't thinking I, about the next season. You were thinking no, about 20 seasons away. Right, right. And, and so for me, Holy. like, like it then, um, evolved and like, it literally began, it was like the, the, the seas began to part, right? Because what happened is, cool. because I own the production now, I was able to negotiate directly with the head of the network on the unit economics of the show, rather than talent and producing fees. And so we got to a place where we decided from a business perspective, what wow. was best for the network and the, the ever-changing landscape of linear cable. And mm. I gave him the, I'm like, give me the price you want and then let me go and try to make it happen. Because you used to have a talent feed that was bigger, and then you right. said, let's and work And somebody it. else would produce it. Now right. I produced the entire thing, own the entire production, so I understood where all the opportunity was to get it to his wow. cost. And that, it's a nuance now, wow. right? So I negotiated with him on the unit economics, where most, like, even big celebrities and producers are still like like it's fees you yes. know like you don't have the ability to get in, in that into depth because you don't you don't understand or own the production company at that le level and so it goes from right there i got it to his number we negotiated and i was getting uh, 30 episode seasons at a time back then and i said i can only do this price if we get to 42 episodes and you got to pick up multiple seasons wow and i was hoping for two he picked up four, right? And so it went from thinking that it was completely um, like, I'm gonna have to regroup and like, like television's over here to like, now you're shooting 186, <laughs> right? Like, and the beauty of it was, is I had built the company up to that point. You needed three years of EBITDA 
to take it to market and sell it. The entire plan was like, we got to get through the third year and take it to market. And on the third year, they were like, we don't think the show's coming back. Basically like, okay, oh, that man. means the production company's going out of business after I was getting ready to take it to market and be my big first win. And instead, that 186 order, I took it straight to market. Now I took it to market. Here's the three years in EBITDA. And we have the biggest order in the history of cable television, right? Like That's the that, biggest order? Uh, one of the biggest ones, wow. right? And so that is how huge that, that, that changed. And then what happens? Now they have more episodes, they air more. It gets this new, entirely new life. Then they're like, can we get more? Really? Then by the, by the following year, you know, and keep in mind, in that time, I sold the company. What right? year was this now? Uh, the company was acquired in 2019, okay. right? So, um, and then it was like, it had this explosion. So then it's like, how many can you... Uh, give us and I'm like so I went through all time management all aspect because keep in mind I'm still doing all of this while living super balanced mm. happy normal life so I could do 250 max 250 said, in a, a year. year yeah and then I was like but in order to do that like can you pick up two years and then they were like what no brainer Let's do it. So they then ordered 500. 500 eps? Yes. In two years. In two years. And that put me to 30 seasons, right? So Holy. it's like, so, you know. Oh, my goodness. And, and again, so I, you were I, visualizing 30. Visualizing 30. And, and I'll tell you one thing. You know, I, I, I actually spent some time with wow. the great Dr. Joey uh, Dispenza, right? And, and the, the one thing I heard from him is this idea of don't, Try to think it, try to feel it. You know, don't when you're when you're trying to, to like tap into the quantum field and 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 generate energy in the law of attraction, the things that you are thinking about, think about the feeling. That's why I thought of I like went through the feeling of like what it feels like to be on stage, welcome to season 30, right? So it's a much more richer sort of existence. So now now it's like I practice it every single day. Mm. I am I am in um, you know that somadome meditation pod, like feeling what I want to happen wow. seven days a week. Almost never miss a day, right? And I track it super extensively, and like literally, it's like ninety seven, ninety six, like almost every like like ninety seven percent of this entire year, I have been in there just visualizing what I want to happen. So how does someone believe it, even though it hasn't happened yet? Mm -hmm. So I don't love the statement, fake it till you make it. I don't like it either. But I will put I like, a... I like face it till you make it. I like that too. I would say, um, believe it until you are it. Mm. You know, that's kind of what neuroplasticity yeah. would say. So with, with neuroplasticity, it's psychological work, right? But it's actually not. It's actually physiological work. And so I work with a lot of guys in financial services who, you know, emotional intelligence is a big thing that we need to work on. And I've had, you know, these people who are very, very successful genuinely be so frustrated. I don't understand, like, what am I supposed to do? People say I'm not nice to them. You know, um, <laughs> what, what am I actually supposed to do? So this is what I say to them. Imagine... You imagine a field of grass and on day one, you walk through the field and the grass is high and, you know, you're sort of flattening as you walk. And then you walk there every day until you've trodden a little path into the grass. And then you keep walking there until it becomes like a muddy path. Then you might lay some paving stones um, and then you build a proper path. That's what you're doing in your brain mm. when you change any behavior. And I remember when I learned Danish, which was super oh hard. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I've mentioned to you that I prefer to eat healthily, but I was literally taking like a can of Coke or like a bag of Maltesers to the, the Danish lessons. And it was 90 minutes. And a, by about an hour, I would feel so tired and so it's hungry. Exhausting, isn't it's it? Exhausting, yeah. I'm learning Spanish right now. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to change my language around it mm -hmm. being exhausting. 
yeah. and being hard. Yeah, because yeah. I think the more I say that, it's going to continue to yeah. reinforce that it's exhausting and challenging. So I've been trying the last few months to say, you know what, this is a, a fun experience. You know, this is an experiment. It's it's challenging, but it's a good challenge. And I'm learning every time it's hard for me. And it's trying to add a positive reinforcement mm -hmm. as opposed to, man, this is hard. Because I, I have, it's, it has been challenging up until now yeah. to learn Spanish fluently. And I also think I have this huge expectation, like I'm going to be able to speak like a native uh, you know, Mexican speaker, but, um, and I think sometimes we forget how far we've come, you yeah. know? Yeah. Acknowledging that is so important. Yeah. Can I give you a bit of inspiration? Give it to me. So I did eight weeks of lessons. I then went to Denmark for some holidays and I came back and had a lesson. And at some point she said, okay, great. You know, see, you, we're done for now. See you next week. And I was like, was that 90 minutes? And so basically the 90 minutes had got, I hadn't got hungry. I hadn't got tired. I'd got through the lesson and I realized I've gone past that tipping point of neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. You're at the point where you're digging for gold and you, you'd like to give up and you just have to get past I that know. point. I feel like I've been there for like a year. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you think about, I'm, I'm genuinely sure this will help you going mm -hmm. forward and, and please let me know if it does. If you think about it, like building, that pathway, building that mm -hmm. brick wall, I like that. then you, you sort of acknowledging that it's physical work sometimes takes away that frustration that you think you should just be getting it and you're not. Because I don't think you would blame yourself in the same way if it was like a sport. No. Exactly. Right. But it's like a physical workout. Yeah. Why does it seem like a physical workout when you're just thinking something and speaking and listening? Because... It is physical work. You're, you're building a pathway in your brain. You're not just thinking. Thinking doesn't happen without neuronal connections. Mm. So you're, you know, you're building synapses, you're connecting neurons through synapses, you're myelinating pathways, you know all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what does that do to the body when you're doing that to the brain? It's the same as doing a workout. It's, it's using it's, it's using up glucose, yeah. Fascinating, which makes you hungry or tired or whatever it yeah. might be. And frustrated at points as well, you know, because because once you've made enough synapses and connections and maybe myelinated the pathway. So there's three physiological aspects to neuroplasticity. Myelination is literally just making a pathway a faster, faster pathway. So, for example, we have myelinated pathways to snatch our hand out of fire, but we have non-myelinated pathways for pain. Because if you immediately you know, felt the pain, you wouldn't be able to remove yourself from the danger. And the most, com what you're doing in your brain now in Spanish is you're connecting up neurons that already exist through synapses. So you're making a new pathway for Spanish. Um, judging by how hard you're finding it, it's possible that you are in the memory centers of your brain, actually inducing neurogenesis, which is embryonic cells becoming fully formed neurons and then connecting up through synapses with established neurons and then maybe getting myelinated. Okay. Um, what does that mean? It's, uh, that's really hard work. So in the adult brain, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, children can learn like five languages at the same time, mm. you know, from a young age. Um, and if you do have kids and you want to bring them up bilingual. Oh, I'm going to definitely do that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you have to have a different parent speaking a different language, or a different, you know, a grandparent mm, or nanny or whatever, so that they, they understand daddy's English, mummy's Spanish. Interesting. Um, so otherwise, they muddle up the words, and that can be. That's interesting. Mm. So yeah, so kids can do that easily because they've got lots of embryonic neurons. That you know, in the first two years of life, it's amazing. They go from being completely helpless to walking, talking. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, for us, it's harder, mm. but it's possible. Right, and. Neurogenesis, which is literally embryonic cells becoming neurons, may not be happening that much in the adult brain, but the synaptic connection is happening mm -hmm. a lot. What's interesting, I've never felt like I've had a good memory when it comes to books, like things I'm reading in school. I think it's because school was so challenging and I always, the belief was I was tested poorly and so it just reaffirmed that I wasn't good at it, mm -hmm. right? Um, based on the way that, that school was created for for us but in sports i could remember really well 
right? So I could remember other things or if I'd meet someone and they told me some weird thing about them, like I would remember this, mm-hmm. right? And I could remember 10 years later, something like that. So when it was more physical and active, I felt like I had incredible muscle memory, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had incredible wisdom, but I didn't feel like I was smart. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I understood people, but I couldn't remember something I read in a, in a page two seconds ago. Yeah. Like I would have to repeat reading something over and over again to be like, what just happened? What did I just read? I couldn't comprehend words. Mm-hmm. But I could connect with people and emotions and you know, movement and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what's that way to learn Spanish through that way <laughs> or anything new. Because I think one of the greatest parts about life, especially uh, you know, after childhood, is like creating new adventures and not staying stuck in the same routine, yeah. but having new experiences, new adventures, and learning new things. I love that you like to learn something new every year. I think that's a secret to keeping you young and youthful and yeah. looking 31, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Um, So two things I'd like to raise about that. One is that you've obviously done the work and become very successful, but there are a lot of people who would be stuck in that I'm not smart. And I was stuck in I'm not creative till Mm. I was 35, starting to give the numbers away, Lewis. Like two years ago. (laughs) Um, So I was told at, at high school, because I wasn't good at art, that I wasn't creative. And I completely believed that I wasn't creative. I didn't think I could do anything but be a doctor for the rest of my life. Mm. And through a series of events, um, you know, which even probably I am not aware of the complexity of, I woke up one morning and I thought, I never chose to be a doctor. My parents told me to be a doctor. Yeah. I was told at school I was smart. I was so smart that I didn't just do an MD, I did a PhD as well. And I said to myself that morning, If I'm so effing smart, what do I actually want to do? With my life. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And actually, I was thinking about something I wanted to share. I get a lot of questions from you about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there who are often on the go, like I am. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making some extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start, and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Many people host on Airbnb, including some friends of mine who have raved to me about their experience, but there are some people out there who've never imagined their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you've got yourself an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can you believe we're almost halfway through this year? And that blows my mind. And I've been starting to reflect on what I've accomplished in 2024 already and what I still want to accomplish before the end of this year. When life goes so fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. And therapy can help you take stock and inventory of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. And I'm a huge advocate for therapy. It changed my life and I believe it's a great option for everyone, no matter where you're at in your emotional life. If you're thinking Thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime you need to for no additional charge. Take a moment, visit betterhelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Lewis. Um, and so, you know, that was the start of my life. And and in, within a short period of that, mm. I realized I'm creative. I, you know, I might not be able to do a, a good painting, although I actually can now. Um, so the belief, you know, also changed me. I started doing more art and stuff as well. But, you know, I created a business. I created a new life. I created a home. I, when I do my cooking, I'm creative. Um, mm-hmm. I've even, you know, I mean, there was a time that I looked in the mirror. I had this narrative, I'm not a writer, I'm not an author because my PhD was so traumatic. Writing, it was like really what the worst like thing mm. in my life. Um, and I looked in the mirror and I was like, Tara, you've got a best-selling 
award-winning book that's translated into 38 languages. You are a writer. I know, it's crazy, right? Um, so, so there's that whole narrative that even you and I have got things in our head which are like, I'm not smart, I'm not creative. So, you know, think about people that haven't had the opportunities that we've had or who don't know about neuroplasticity. That's, that's why it's, you know, my passion and my heart because I just believe that that's such a key to unlocking things for so many people. Yeah. What's your definition of chemistry, connection, and compatibility? All right. So <laughs> chemistry, to me, is, is the art of getting along, flowing with each other. All right. Chemistry can be created. It can be destroyed. Think about it from a team sports perspective. You can put players together, and they have to build team chemistry. So through repetition, through practice, they can get to a point of having chemistry. Yes, some people have instant chemistry, all right? But just as it was instant, it can also be broken. Instantly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we can start to not get along and not flow with each other very easily. Uh, things can get in the way. And again, this happens even in team sports or mm-hmm. even in the corporate arena where you have team building exercises, but then things happen that destroy the structure mm-hmm. of the business. Absolutely. So chem- that's chemistry. That's chemistry. How important is chemistry? It is still very important. It is not the most important. And I say that to mean chemistry has to be in every relationship for it to work and flourish. But it does not set the stage for everything else. All right. Connection sets the stage for everything else. So basically, if you have connection, you will be able to have chemistry and compatibility. But now let's talk about compatibility. I believe compatibility is a very logic based structure of putting two people together. It's also about we're compatible in the sense that we share values, all right? So again, you can meet someone that you are quote unquote compatible with. You guys share similar values. You guys come from even maybe the same kind of cultures. There could be a lot of things that make you guys compatible on paper. Uh Uh-huh, but what is is real compatibility? Well, to me, that is real compatibility, so to speak, is, is that yes, you guys on paper are a good fit. All right. And you guys should work. But again, without connection, it won't matter. So I would argue that a lot of marriages, let's even talk about arranged marriages. Some of them were built on compatibility. Well, this person came from the right family. So we we like this. They have a good job. They have a good education. They would be a good fit here. They share the same values. But when those two people are really alone with each other, it doesn't always hit, which is why if you go on an online dating site, it can match two people together that are compatible on paper. Interesting. But in person, it doesn't always play out the same. Because what is missing? The, it, the chemistry or more importantly, the connection. And sometimes we might be tricked. Oh, we feel the spark of chemistry, but you may not have connection. Is that true? It, absolutely. Absolutely. So you might say, oh, we're compatible on paper, everything. We have the same values. We want the same things for our life and marriage mm-hmm. and kids and where family's going to be. We have compatibility. We have chemistry. There's some type of spark here. Mm-hmm. I feel like, ooh, there's a little something down here. That yeah, makes we, me feel and like we get along and we know yeah. how to flow with each wow, other. That's amazing. But you're saying if we can't find true connection or if there isn't connection, can connection be created? No. And so that's the, that's the huge oh. distinction to me with connection. Connection cannot be created, nor can it be destroyed. It's either there or it's not. Wow. There's nothing you can do to build connection. You can build a stronger bond. You can uh, create a stronger attachment to each other, but that still doesn't mean connection is there. And, and you see this play out in situations where you have people who could ha- meet each other right now, have this amazing connection. Something happens where they fall apart. They come back together years later, 10, 20 years later, and it's like they never stop talking. It just falls right back into place. It's connection. It's a deeper thing that's occurring there. Mm. To me, connection is your spirit recognizing its match. It is something that is happening beneath the surface, all right? Which is why many people who have felt connection, you can't always explain it. Connection does not always line up with the logic of compatibility. It's not always, oh, well, it makes sense because of this. No, 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 no. It's just there. You just feel something with this person. You feel drawn to them. It's so much deeper than anything you've ever felt. And and consider this. You can be compatible with tons of people. You can have chemistry with tons of people. You do not feel connection with a bunch of people. 
period. If we were to survey people who have felt a connection in their life, you'd be lucky to find many who can say two times. Wow. The majority will say it's a one-time occurrence that has happened to them. All right. And, and, and being able to have that again, it's very difficult. Now, I don't want anyone listening to be discouraged if they did not end up with the person they had a connection with. I'm not saying it's impossible for it to happen a second time. But I will say that if you surveyed people, you would have a wow. hard time finding that many people that say it said it happened twice. When does someone know it's connection and not chemistry? Because I feel like you might be tricked we have this incredible connection. We understand each other. We get each other. I can't explain it, but I feel something. That feeling might be also chemistry at the same time, right? Yes. It might be masking Yes. if it's really connection or chemistry. So how do you know if it's true connection over, man, this is desire, connection, attraction, all these things happening at once? One, can you truly be yourself with Ooh, this person? Ooh, that's big. All right. Because again, a lot of people, they go on these dates, they're bringing their representative and the chemistry happens on a surface level with the representatives that both sides are bringing. But when you actually show your true self, <laughs> now what happens? And a lot of people have not done that with their partner or the person that they're getting to know. So again, you're falling into the hype of the chemistry or the compatibility, but you're not discovering true connection being there. So you've got to be able to be yourself because real connection loves you at the core. Mm. All right. You can show me all the parts of you. I still want you. All right. Number two is can we enjoy each other with no distractions, all right? Again, what people fail to understand, and this can happen with chemistry, is that we're, we're bonding based off of the activity or the, the, the things in our environment. Meaning, all right, we, we love going out together and we do all these fun stuff and we're doing all these things, and that's great, all right? We know how to have fun together. But can we be alone in a room no TV, no distraction, no phone, just us and still love being with each other. Mm. A lot of people can't say that. A lot of people are only able to be in their relationship and tolerate their partner. And I use that word strongly, tolerate their partner because they have enough distractions in their life. They have kids, they have work, they, they have all these other things TV, going video on. video games, man caves, exactly. whatever. Exactly. Yeah. All these things that pull them away from their partner that doesn't allow them to face the fact that, no, you really don't like each other at their core. Man. And, and so that is a huge sign of connection. That's why, like, one thing I suggested in one of my books was go on a road trip. And, and it's just a random suggestion, but go on a road trip for at least six hours, no phone, no distraction, just you and them talking will you still be happy after those six hours? A lot of people can't make it that far in a car ride with their partner, all right? A lot of people cannot be in a room with, alone with their partner and nothing else to take their attention. So you've gotta, you gotta really push those boundaries to see what do we really have here if this is really gonna be called a connection. Right, and your fear is are you able to grow together after 10, 15 years? Is that one of the main things? Is it, so yeah. it, it's it's... You know, it's hard to, you know, you never, you never can look that far ahead, you know, and we don't know what's in store. You may not be here tomorrow. Exactly. It's, it's a concern of, can we still give that same energy? And it's both sides. Because again, I, I'm not saying I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. So even though I'm confident that I could do it, what if there's something that throws me off? You know, it's just that, yes, it, as time goes on, there's that test of really putting your best foot and bringing that, that same energy that you brought in the beginning. Now, again, I think I'm holding myself to a higher standard that I think most people do because I think that a lot of people's mentality is, well, things change. Things are gonna be different. It's okay. So what, you don't go out as much anymore. People think like this, mm -hmm. but they don't realize that's why your relationship is deteriorating. Right. I don't want a deteriorated relationship. So when I think about, yes, can I be with someone past 10, 15 years if I accept a level of mediocrity? Of course. But <laughs> You don't want that. <laughs> exactly. I'm saying, can we maintain excellence mm -hmm. after these 10, 15 Fulfillment, years? Exactly. Fun, play. Peace, and, yeah. happiness, joy, all these things. Because to me, what is the point of being here if we don't have it, if we're not operating at our That's highest true. level? What about, what about the saying that I hear, whether this is a meme or this is women saying this online, maybe you know the line better than me. 
if he can't accept me at my worst, he doesn't deserve me at my best. I hate that line. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hate it. And I hate it because it, it, it has turned into validation for not addressing your flaws and issues. Mm. All right? I agree with it from the standpoint of you've got to be able to handle your partner's worst moments. All right? Because we're going to all have moments. We're going to all fall. We're all going to make a mistake. It's going to happen. Over time, it, that's just the way it is. But when you are essentially trying to say, I have a horrible flaw and you should accept it even when I want to consistently make you deal with it, no, that's not going to work for me. Yeah, that's, I can't accept that. That's, yeah. not, that's not okay. And so a lot of people, that's what they're turning it into. That's it's, you not taking accountability and responsibility exactly. for growth. Exactly. It's going back to, uh, okay, this is where I'm at. I don't want to address it. You just have to accept it. And... Or don't be with me. Exactly. You know, it reminds me of like, once upon, I don't know if they still say it, but I know at one time people would say arguing is healthy for a relationship. All right? I despise I don't know that. If I, I don't know if I agree. I, I understand that. Yeah, I just don't like that. No, at all. Can you can you communicate with, with, we don't agree on this, but do you have to argue? Exactly. That's my thing. Disagreement is acceptable. Disrespect is not. Ooh. All right? So, Say one more time. disagreement is acceptable, disrespect is not, all right? So my thing is, yes, it's okay and, and even healthy to have disagreements because we have different perspectives, we can bounce ideas off each other, we simply have to know how to navigate that and come to an official decision on things when we have those moments. But arguing, arguing says we are being disrespectful, whether our tone is negative, the words that we're using, you know, we're getting loud, we're getting angry, we're, our, we're basically throwing negative energy at our partner. That's not healthy. There's nothing healthy about that. But a lot of people will say that because they want to validate the unhealthiness in their relationship. They don't want to face the issue of, Man. I need to learn how to talk to my partner better. I don't want to have to fix my tone. Why do I have to watch what I say? Because that's what an adult does. Wow. All right, grow up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like I'm sorry to anyone listening to this, but that's just real. We we can't just think it's okay, especially with our partners, to speak however we want, to 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 throw all kinds of insults, to be disrespectful, and think this is okay. Because what people are not realizing is all it takes is that one really bad argument to plant a seed of negativity that now grows into something worse in the relationship. A lot of people's issues are not the issue that they're facing in that current moment. It's the culmination of all kinds of things before then. It's the buildup from that last time you disrespected me <laughs> or made me feel some kind of way. And ever since then, I've resented you. And now in this resentment, I've given you an attitude. You didn't know what the attitude was about because I didn't communicate clearly. Mm -hmm. Now you're giving me attitude. And now you see how it turns into other things. Now that attitude turns into not having sex with each other. That attitude turns into, okay, uh, the way that we talk to each other in, in general, maybe becoming secretive because now we don't feel like dealing with each other anymore. And what you don't realize is it started from disrespectful arguing. Wow. All right. It can also start from some other stuff. All right. But arguing is a huge problem for a lot of people and we can't just keep sweeping under the rug. So going back to your point about the whole uh, take me as my, at my worst, yes, Worst moment. Not, <laughs> you can have not a moment. always like this. Yeah, and once in a while, a good attitude. Exactly. Consistent negative behavior has to be addressed and corrected. So arguments are disrespect, but disagreements is okay. Is that what you yeah, said? The, the disagreement is acceptable. Disrespect yeah. is not. Yes. So you can always disagree and you can agree to not agree. Yeah. Or you can, is that right? Agree to disagree. Yeah, agree to disagree. <laughs> but you... But what I'm hearing you say is that arguing, uh, saying what's on your mind in an angry, exactly. aggressive way, uh, tearing down a partner is never going to do anything good for someone. Exactly. People have to understand, whenever someone feels attacked, they will defend themselves. Even if they know they're wrong, even if the point you're making is actually solid, the way you're coming at them negates their ability to receive it. That's why even me as a speaker, 
my focus has been, do I want to be heard or do I want people to receive my message? Mm. All right. If I want to be heard, I can speak however I want. I can be blatant with the insults. I can cut people down. I can just you know, make jokes of everybody's situation because it's just entertainment. I just want to be heard. But no, I want people to receive it. And if I want people to receive it, I have to be more considerate, more compassionate. I have to check my tone. I have to be careful with my words. And that's why if people watch my videos, they see I try to be very careful with my words because I want you to receive mm -hmm. what I'm saying. So if we're in a relationship, we have to take that approach. If you want them to hear you, be mindful of how you're talking to them. Why is it so hard for people? Because again, they don't, they don't want to face the, 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 or they don't want to do the work of correction. All right. And the work of correction can entail the healing and again, facing those issues. Um, it's also conditioning. If people have been brought up in households and environments where this is how they talk to each other, it's, it's very it's hard to change. Yeah. That, yeah. It, it's foreign to now speak in a more loving and positive <laughs> way. It's foreign to sit and be quiet and listen. All right. So now they have to reprogram themselves and that's a lot of work. Um, and, and I think also the acceptance of the way you're communicating is wrong. Mm. People don't like to face that they were wrong. It, it, they don't want to have to accept that. So it's, no, I have to dig an even deeper hole and, 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 and stick with this whole negative approach of how I do things because, no, they, they, there's nothing wrong with this. Or I see other people do it. You know, they're fine. No, they're not fine. They're not okay. You know, so I think those reasons and just overall, they don't want to have to do the work. And so they rather make excuses for it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's episode with all the important links. And if you want weekly exclusive bonus episodes with me personally, as well as ad-free listening, then make sure to subscribe to our Greatness Plus channel exclusively on Apple Podcasts. Share this with a friend on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode episode in that review. I really love hearing feedback from you and it helps us figure out how we can support and serve you moving forward. And I want to remind you if no one has told you lately that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. How frustrating is it when you move into a new home and you're excited to settle in and furnish it, but then you're waiting weeks on end, sometimes even a whole month, for your new furniture to finally ship to you? Have you met All Modern? All Modern brings you the best of modern furniture and they deliver it for free in days, not weeks. Yep, that's right. They deliver it in days. Waiting weeks for your order to arrive isn't ideal, especially when you've just moved. Get your sofa ASAP from All Modern and sit comfortably while building out the rest of your space. That's Modern Made Simple. At All Modern, you'll find only the best of modern styles, from Scandi to mid-century and minimalist to maximalists. Every piece is hand-vetted for quality and designed for real life. Shop the best of modern outdoor furniture, timeless decor, and everything in between. Find timeless designs in every style that fold function and fun all in one. From small decor swaps to full room revamps, All Modern has you covered. Shop online at All modern.com or visit them in store in Linfield or Dedham, Massachusetts, or in Austin, Texas. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available.